Hello. And welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beer Podcast. Episode 199. 199. Getting close now. Big, the big 200 next week. Oh, I feel old. Ooh. Oh, no, wait a minute. I feel like a beer. Definitely. Oh, see, I was going to salute you then. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll find an opportunity to that still. Oh, well, the heck, I'll go with it anyway. You are old. Thanks. Well, relative, relative to me, you know. But you can say the same of Steve, so... Yeah. <laughs> These things go around. Mm. Moving swiftly on. Well, you say that. I'll probably just keep coming back to it and find other reasons to insult you. <laughs> you you'll try and move swiftly on and hope I forget. Uh, yeah, I'm going to drink some beer. I think this is a good solution to this. Um, we are drinking Thornbridge Cocoa Wonderland this week, which is their chocolate porter. 6.8%. Mm. Sounds like a nice sessionable mm. Thursday afternoon beer. Yeah. Thornbridge, a brewery we've, we've both drunk a reasonable amount of beer from. Yep. Yeah, they're one of the uh, uh, better regarded ones, I think, by all of us. Mm. I think we all... Pretty local Thornbridge. as well. Well, oh. yeah, locals at a stretch here. Fairly, yeah. Bakewell-based... Um, Oh, actually, they started, they've got two breweries. So they've got the original one, which is in the grounds of Thornbridge Hall, uh, which they still use for their kind of more... Um, so their smaller and more obscure stuff. And they've got the new one in Bakewell, um, which is their, their riverside, which is a bigger production facility. So they're, they're kind of larger, larger run stuff there. Mm. Um, started 2000 and... Let's see if I remember it's right. Five, I believe it was. In Bakewell, uh, sorry, in the um, at the the hall, and then they opened the Bakewell one in two thousand nine. So I was like, that's eight years they've been got their big production facility running. And given from what I gather, Thornbridge was set up more as a a hobby, wasn't it? Really, it just happened to be funded by someone that had yeah so to quite a bit of funds. It's <laughs> the guy, yeah, the guy who got the um, who's got the hall, yeah, who finished renovating it and stuff and decided to stick in a. A brewery yeah, on the grounds. Like, what can I do with this space? Huh, I'll put a brewery in. But, and, and it's, it's, it's a good traditional thing to do, really, mm. because lots, all of those old halls, and more often than not, tended to have little breweries stuck on the sound for brewing for the local. But the, an unusual move to, to make for the time, like 12 yes. years ago, you know. I mean, now it's there's like there's breweries popping up everywhere, you know, they're like daisies. Yeah. Um, now but, and a couple of hundred years ago, both pretty sensible. Yeah, but uh, 10 years ago, very different economic climate, you know. Absolutely. Breweries were shutting left, right and centre. Mm. So, sorry, 12 years ago. Yeah, so an interesting move and one that's, that's worked out very well. Mm. At the head of the the new new movement, shall we call it, um, some of the first people to really showcase kind of hoppy beers to an audience in, in our part of the world, I'd say. Mm. Well, I, th- I know certainly you, know, like you would you'd talk to uh, American beer lovers about uh, like British breweries that they liked, and like Formbridge, I think, was mm. one of the ones that would get uh, spoken about. Uh, and, and Jaipur being one of those beers that lots of people yeah, cite that, as their first experience or something like that. Yeah. Um, Big American hop thing. Uh, and one that Steve is, is a well-known advocate and lover of. Yes. Oh, it's such a terrible shame you're not here, Steve. We'll have to drink your uh, your Thornbridge beer for you. Mm. Um, well, you know, you will go jet-setting. Uh, we have had Thornbridge beers from Beer before. Mm-hmm. And I can't place for the life of which one it was. I've forgotten to check. 
No, I can't either. It wasn't. It wasn't the obvious one. It wasn't Jaipur. It was. Was it Halcyon? Might have been. I think it might have been Halcyon. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting because if you look particularly at their their newer range of things, there there's a bit of a an appreciation for the German tradition of brewing, and they have produced a number of uh, a Kern style beer and um, a number of other kind of German German inspired beers, which have been interesting. Um, so we haven't we haven't tried any of those ones yet. So I'd be all for trying the certainly um, three thirty mil bottle Roland. Mm. Uh, apparently, I, I read uh, the the spiel from Gordon about today's uh, beer. And I, Apparently there was some controversy over There's this. There's a bit of a malarkey on this one, yeah. Why? It's a bottle. Well, <laughs> they've gone from five five hundred, sorry, yeah. to three thirty. Yeah. They've kept the price the same, roughly. Well, they've dropped it a little bit, but not by the same proportion as they've actually dropped the thing. So, some people accuse them of of sneaking in a price hike along with a bottle size change, which, well, you know, it, they're it, a business. Yeah, so if, if you want to read the details, I, I believe there's a Boken Bailey post which explains the actual arithmetic of it. And, and it does actually, it's about in line with the other, their regular increases. It's not, at, it's a little bit higher. It did see a slight, slightly greater increase, I think, than what they have done in previous years, but not by a huge amount. I'm well known for living up to many of my stereotypes as a Yorkshireman, including being tight. But at the end of the day, I'm also a realist. And, like, they're a business. They exist to make a profit. You know, it was a convenient thing yeah, to but... do all this in one go. And it's one, one hit. That's it. Get it out of the way. Done. It is, but like, I, I think if you're going to swap bottle size and put an increase on price, people are, you know... Well, not increase it, it the price. You just, they've just... From what you say, they've kept the price the same. Well, no, that, I mean... It's slight, I believe, this is from memory here, it's slightly higher than what their kind of yearly increase had been, but not by much. Wow. And it's one of those things around us, when you get less, and there are lots of people for whom is, this is, apparently uh, like a 500 mil thing feels good value, yeah. where they don't feel value out of 330. Like, the whole principle of, you know, supply and demand, like, a business sets a price... If you think that price is reasonable, you purchase the product. If you don't, don't buy it. Anything else, don't whinge about it. Just don't buy it. Like, it, it bugs the hell out of me, people that just whinge and moan about silly little things like that. It's just, ugh, get over it. <laughs> I've got to say, I... Because, I, 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 like, uh, Weird Beard I'm not have re- recently stopped uh, yeah, 500 mil bottles as that's well. True. It's just like, you know... But I, I haven't I, heard I, people whinging about... Although, to be fair, I hadn't put, heard about people whinging about this, but, you know, I don't tend to do all the beer blogs and all that kind of thing. I just, you know, I drink beer, and if I like it, yeah. I'll, I'll talk about well, it. Well, <laughs> as somebody who does the scene a bit more, I, I don't yeah. think there's been any grumble. I think a big factor is the audience. Mm. If you look at who Weird Beard's audience are, there are people. I think they're people who are already buying lots of 330s. And Thornbridge have always appealed to a much broader range of people. Mm. They've got beers across a, probably a slightly broader range of styles. Than, and I think some of their audience really liked the 500s. In fact, I think I would go as far as to say I think some of their beers also really suit 500s. So for me, some of them are, I'm unsure about dropping but, them to a 330. 
I'm not sure I'd run a 500ml bottle of this. No, I, I, that'd I be think, excessive. I think 330 is right for this. I think if you simply look, look at something like their Kolsch, which sorry, their Colne style beer, which I think's um, I've enjoyed before, I thought 500 would probably be a pretty good amount of something mm. like that. Just have two 330s. You can do that too. No, I, I, I think it's an interesting one that, that psychologically 500 seemed to appeal to some people in terms of feeling like it's the right amount or, or get value out of it in a way that 330s don't. I like my like, 330s, but... Yeah, I, I hardly ever buy 500ml bottles. Mm. Like, I think the majority of 500ml bottles I have are actually in the beer bottle subscription. And I do tend to shy away from opening 500s because I think, oh, that's a bit, quite a bit to drink compared to... I, an, a quick <laughs> evening. You say, you I say have that. Two, I could have two 330s. You say that, but didn't you drink a, a 750ml bottle yeah. all, of a season or something all to yourself on a Sunday night you were with? Yeah, but that, that was unusual. It's like, that's a bottle of wine's worth of beer. Yeah, <laughs> on a very Sunday tasty, night. though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'm only... I, I'm really speaking, I'm kind of jealous. I, I have a rule, I tend to not drink on a school night, so, you know, with the exception of, you know, mm. uh, recording the podcast, so, you know... Uh, yeah, I couldn't have done that and got up for work. So, yeah. Um, I, let's talk about branding for a moment. Yeah, let's, let's talk about branding. Let's also talk about the beer because we've we've been talking. Enjoying we haven't actually talked about. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to avoid thing, talking yeah, about that. Yeah, Live up to our reputations for avoiding the topic. Um, topic. Mm, go well with this beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, I'm going to jump back to your price point for a moment. Mm-hmm. One of the things I would say about Thornbridge, and anybody who grumbles about the price, this is available in Waitrose, which was offer a very good... I'm not sure if this one actually is. I'm, I haven't gone and checked. Certainly a lot of Thornbridge range is available there. They tend to offer a good selection. Like Thornbridge beers are not expensive by craft beer standards at all. By small brewery standards, like the kind of stuff they're producing, it's definitely on the cheaper end. Um, that's not meant as in a grumble about quality, it's just the reality of, the, they've got the, scale. The affordable end, yeah. perhaps is the better way to put it. <laughs> hmm. Certainly. Absolutely, so a bit of a, a hike in price to me is not, you know, is not an issue. It's, for something know. that's still a lot cheaper than lots of other beer of equivalent standard Again, that s- I would like to drink. You set, a, you set a price, you know, it's a fair reward for the work you do. It's all like if, and again, if people <clears> don't like it, well, just don't pay the price. <laughs> Anyway, branding, we like the label, the bottle, co- bottle top even. Always a fan of a nicely branded bottle top. And their logo is by now very recognisable to many of us. Yep. Uh, it's still got that, 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 some of the branding has that very traditional feel, you know, with the gold. Uh, it, if I'm honest, I've never quite clicked with the whole statue thing. No. It's, uh, but, you know... The actual, you know, the the bit that so they've got the foil around the neck with yep. their logo on. I, I like actually that. Think, I actually quite like it. It's just like I've, I've never really got on with the the like the gold trim. Yeah. On labels, it looks a little too old fashioned for me. It's very, very late seventies, early eighties kind of branding for me. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I I never feel it quite. It quite fits with them. No. Um. Which is a shame, but at the same time, it is very recognisable. I can, you, I certainly can speak for experience. I'm sure many of us can that we can spot them on the shelf when you wander past in, in the supermarket, where it might be. You see that, and it jumps out. Um, 
interesting to see if it, it, they jump out now because one of the things that jumped out before was that their 500 mils were a different shape than your traditional standard things. Yeah, they were a bit taller they were, they were and thinner. They were tall bottles, weren't they? Yeah. So like, that, was, that really helped them stand out on a supermarket it's shelf. It's so I wonder if this will... It's an interesting thought, actually. Just when you're saying that, actually, them having the different shape bottles mm. and them being available in Waitrose, perhaps some of the move as well is actually changing their bottle size to be slightly more standard size for shelfing in a supermarket because well I, I have heard this bit commented about um, bars as well that I, I, sorry I can't remember where, which of the various beer bloggy type things I saw this on it might well have been beer culture and opinions um, mentioning this one but blog <laughs> um, there is that thing of 330s fit nicely into beer fridges in bars so if you want to stock a load of them in, in a bar or somewhere like that yeah. 330s fit very nicely. If you've got a tall bottle, you risk take, you're basically you're taking up space that they would use at the bottom of the fridge for wine bottles. Yeah. Which take, they tend to have space slightly higher. But you know, thinking in terms of like supermarkets, uh, shelf space, like, yeah. as you start to see more craft beer appearing in there, shelf space is at a premium. And if you want to have your beer featured higher up, which you know a lot of your your, your, your bigger breweries do, they want your, your beers at high level, isn't it? Yeah. Um, if you produce a bottle that's of a, you know, standard size, so to speak, it's more yeah. likely to get popped on that shelf. Whereas if you've got something that's a slightly odd shape, if it doesn't fit, you're not going to get it on there, no matter how much you ask. I guess it swings and roundabouts. So, I, I, I feel like maybe you, they lose yeah. a, a attention and that loss of, loss of distinctness. But as you say, maybe that means they get into more places or more people want to are willing to stock it because they've got space and it uses up less. Because yeah. of- like... I'd, I'd not, I'd, uh, I'd completely forgotten actually that they did the it was it was tall bottles like when I said 500 mil I was just assuming the wider body and mm. you know they're fairly commonplace in uh, most supermarkets really aren't you? yeah uh, all of your uh, your traditional style beers that are available Absolutely. in your supermarkets are in those sort of bottles but, but yeah, I forgot it's the it, it was and the I always quite liked their tall ones because they've got a bit of elegance to them in that mm. that shape um, let's talk about the beer before we actually entirely run out of time and beer. Run out of time. There's always time. It's just whether people can be bothered listening. We might run out uh, of beer. Uh, I can see that yours is disappearing very quickly and mine's mm. fast behind it. Yeah, well, that's generally a good sign, isn't it? Mm. Uh, it's also a good sign, I think, of, a, of a, a decent beer when you talk about it and drink it and you don't even realise you, you have. You're just like, oh, where did that go? That was quick. Um, like porter as a style, I'm... I always find a you know a bit iffy. Like a lot of porters I've tried, I find a bit wishy washy. Um, with with one or two ex- exceptions, um, one thing they really I always find that seems to be lacking in a lot of porters is uh, is a bit of body, a little bit of mouth feel. Um, this has it. Is it just me, or does porter tend to be a not very good stout? Well, this is the whole thing with the definition of porter, isn't it? It's just like, well, what do you mean exactly when you say a porter? Because, like, all the really good porters I've had, I'm like, how do you distinguish this from a stout? Because so, it's like, for me, they're, they're, yeah, they're there. I, I, um, so, no doubt, stouts originated with porters. It, like, the original name yeah. of the stout was a stout porter. It's a, it's a bigger porter. But this is 6.8%, and I've had like 4.5%, stouts. So this is higher alcohol than lots of stouts. Mm-hmm. It's, I wouldn't say it's hoppier than... I've heard that one presented as well, that, it, that porters are a bit kind of hoppier or more bitter than a stout. And this isn't 
Harpy or Bitter at all. No. So, I, it, it, this is an open invitation to any of the people out there, our listener, if you hear us and you see me, and want to explain the difference between a porter and a stout, you can give me a good demonstration. I would love that. Um, for, for, this is one of the things, like, for me, from what I gather, historically, like, the porter is very much a... It's a regional... It was a regional thing anyway, certainly. It was a, it was a style that you found in... Um, city centres. Well, it was, it's originated uh, well, in London. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was a you know, a, but it wasn't something that you saw elsewhere. And like I think, well, no. It, in fairness, it's a spreading thing. So it started in London, yes, and city centres, I guess, like in, in some ways from there. But from there, it spread. So in fact, during that period, that the most of the beer, despite the IPA thing, most of the beer exported to India was porter, mm. and only a very small portion was pale ale. So I, it, it was a Brit, it was the defined British style, and the stout evolved from it. Fair enough, but what it means now? Yeah, I, I almost feel like sometimes you get uh, certain brewers that they they're calling their beer a, a porter just because they want to avoid being placing themselves in that bracket with Guinness. Yeah, I, as a so porter, like, I think the first one that many people will remember of porter. Meantime did one um, way back in, I think, the late 90s. I remember trying it because it was one of the first ones I saw. It was in a supermarket and it's one of the first, it's the only time I had ever seen a porter. Um, and, you know, Stout was Guinness, basically, or maybe there's a couple of other brands, isn't well, there? Well, yeah, you, you, like, you had Murphy's and a couple yeah, of other Murphy's ones that were, you know, mass produced, very, yeah. very available. Uh, there was another one that came in dumpy little bottles. I can't remember what it was now. Um, but there's only a, a couple, yeah. so you had had a clear idea of what that was. Yeah. And they did, a, and yeah, Meantime did the Porter, and that was interesting, because that, that was very Meantime of the time, very much like a recreating an old style of beer. Um. And it's been embraced. Like everyone produces porters these days, and I'm still not convinced mm. everyone knows why they're doing what they're doing and why they're yeah, calling it no. a porter rather than a stout. No, there are there are far too many porters that I've tried that for me are like, well, the good ones are like, well, how is this different from a stout? Because like this, yeah, this is a really good porter. I'm enjoying this. It's got that mm. mouthfeel. It's not. It's not a little bit wishy washy. No. It's got great sweetness. It's really chewy. The chocolate comes through, but it's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. Like it's, chocolate's one of those additives that seems re- a really obvious one to use in dark beers, but at the same time, it can be really overpowering. If you put too much in there, the sweetness just dominates, and and it becomes interestingly. This one isn't about sweet chocolate. You've got like the chocolate flavour, mm. but it's much more the kind of. The, the bitterness and the taste of chocolate rather than the sweetness of chocolate. That's one, I think that's one thing. Like, that if you're going to use chocolate as an ingredient, like, the thing to, that you're going to go for is the bitters. Like, I think like, anyone that likes dark chocolates will appreciate uh, what mm. I'm on about here. Like, I, you know, the, the, the joy of really good quality dark chocolate is that, is that bitterness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Without being overwhelmed by that sweetness, and I think this is something they actually have done really well here. Um, yeah, I'm agreeing. Mm. Um, we... We'll leave it as an open invite for anybody to explain the difference to us. Um, let's get on and score this. Yes, uh, do you want to go? Or shall I'm, I'm going to go first again. Oh, well, you're, you're enthusiastic. Curb your enthusiasm, Ron. Curb it. 
curbed. Um, I think this is very tasty. It's exactly what I expect from Thornbridge, a mm. very technically well-crafted beer. Uh, it's a good idea. It's well-executed. It's not wholly out there. Like It's not a, a challenging beer in any way. Um, it's been drunk very easily, and I, and I honestly can't imagine anybody who enjoys dark beer struggling with that. Mm. There are very few dark beers that are out there, aren't there, though, aren't they? I can, well, I, 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 I can think of a, I can think of like you know probably a handful. But yeah. Most most dark beers tend to play they it d- safe. They tend to play it safe. Oh, that's yeah. fair, maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very technically well executed. It's an easy winner, and they've done it well. Um, I'm not a huge porter fan, as has been covered in previous times, but this I'm enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say. Whether that means it's style or not, I've got no idea. I do know that I say it's tasty. So I'm actually going to go as far as eight and a half. Oh, you bugger. That's exactly what I was going to give. So. Ah. <laughs> I can't be agreeing with you, surely. That's just, that's just not right. No, like, like you say, it's, it's, it's a very tasty beer. Like, I can't find any fault with it. Yeah. Um, and it's not overdriven by roastiness, which I sometimes object to in... Well, yeah, yeah, like you're you're really sensitive to roast flavors, aren't you? And it's like there's there's none of that at all. But again, I think the choice of ingredients certainly, yeah. like, you know, you, if you're going to see an, an additive in a, a porter, the other popular one, of course, is coffee. And more, yeah. more often than not, people use the the roasty flavor of coffee rather than the the the, the intrinsic uh, uh, flavors that you, you get from well roasted coffee. Not that we're you know judging at all. Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, it's a it's a very good beer. I could happily have sat and drank a, a, a another one. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I could have had a full bottle. We've only had half a bottle between us, so um, I could have had the, the whole bottle to myself, and I probably will because I've got my own one in my own beer box. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to also give it eight and a half. Oh, consensus. I know. I didn't want to, but I was like. Yeah, I can't. I can't push. I can't. You push can't lock it, it down. I, you know, I the... But I can't. But at the same time, is <laughs> it is good. <laughs> and as mm. I, you know, I mentioned on previous podcasts, you know how I go about scoring things versus how you go about scoring yeah. things. Slightly different. So, you know, yeah, eight and I, a half I, is you know pretty much up there. It's a the, beer uh, you'd happily pick up again. Yeah, you know, like it's not. It's, it's not the dog's nether regions, but you know, it's pretty. It's pretty close. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well done on that uh, that note, Thornbridge. Yeah. As always, as we come to expect from you, yeah. well brewed, tasty beer. Um, thank you again to Beerbots for giving us more tasty beer. We look forward to seeing what you've sent us next week. Mm-hmm. Long may I continue. Yeah. I could have looked in my box and found out what it was, but I didn't. But... I think it's high time we drank up and shut up. I've, I drank up ages ago, Roland. Uh, we're done. <laughs> <laughs>